0: Read books with sticky sweet romance, and with men who jump into your pants.
1: Welcome to Romance That
0: with Alice and Matt.
1: As a real life couple, we have fun with reading and reviewing romance books.
0: Join us as we get into the mood. For For books, that that is. And welcome back, listeners. This is to, wait, to, to, and was, (laughs) I can't, (laughs) what's our podcast?
1: Romance That with Alice and Matt. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. Hey, listeners. Welcome back to Romance That.
0: With Alice and Matt. This week's episode is. This is episode <laughs> six. <laughs> We've done so many. We've done six. We're losing count.
1: We've done six and a half, really. Six and He's a half. Number 6.5.
0: This particular episode is about Ravishing the Heiress by Sherry Thomas.
1: Yes, this is a very different book from the last kinds that we have read because it, our main characters are already married.
0: It is. It is. And...
1: They've been married for eight years.
0: Yeah. This book... We'll get into this book in just a second. But I just want to say at this point, um, just a, a timeout from the story for just a second. we We've had, We've had some... Feedback. We've had some followers on social media. We've had some activity, and we're very pleased to hear from people. People seem to like our podcast. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody.
1: Yes, listeners, we are so happy to hear from you. We're so happy to have you. Much appreciated. You're the reason we get up every day and do what we do.
0: Every day.
1: Every day.
0: <laughs> that being said, let's get into our book, which.
1: Ravishing the Eris. I read it so many times. It's ma- my feel-good book. I read this book when I want to feel good.
0: Really? Yeah. How many times is so many times?
1: I definitely read it twice. When I first read it, I read it twice last summer because I remember when I was sick and in quarantine because of stupid Corovis. <laughs> you, uh,
0: you didn't have it.
1: I didn't have it, but I was in quarantine and I had like I was sick.
0: I remember this. So
1: anyway, I read it twice then, and then I read it twice this last time when you were reading it. When you read it once, I read it twice, because that's how much I like
0: it. That's also how fast you read and how slow I read.
1: No, I skip the parts that are boring.
0: Well, I didn't skip any parts. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I don't skip the parts of books. Because sometimes there's a little nugget of something in there. There's a key or phrase or something that I'm going to remember forever.
1: It's true. I don't have that issue. (laughs)
0: So, getting into this book, I will say after all the other books that we've read and talked about, and just jumping into, you know, romance novel culture and happily ever after, and the tropes and the kind of designs that we all like to see in our growling. Well, <laughs> some growling, yeah.
1: Secret pains.
0: Secret pains. Uh, I will say that this book, it it doesn't disappoint with the happily and ever after but it doesn't follow that linear path in you know where they meet and then they don't like each other or and then they're forced right. into something like yeah. there were a lot of those kind of cute tropes um, that this book wasn't about right and it also took a and I mean a non-linear path in a literal sense too because we have some jumping around in time
1: yeah they go back and forth pretty it's, much every chapter
0: it's like just It's like a Tarantino movie.
1: (laughs) They have from when they first, they have where they are now, and then they go back to when they first meet. Yeah. And it just goes back and forth to where they've got to. And they, mind you, they first meet when their parents are arranging their marriage.
0: They were 16.
1: Well, I think 17 or 18. I think he was 18. They were really young.
0: I am 16. Going on, on 17. 17
1: Won't you write a book about me, me. In eight years We'll ever have had sex And it will be interesting
0: Interesting
1: Okay, you want to read the synopsis?
0: No, I want st- to stop doing a podcast And become a singing duet about romance novels
1: I think there's a niche for that
0: We're going to make it
1: <laughs> It's going to start in Vermont What? Vermont, that's where the Von Trapps lived when they came
0: I thought it was Austria
1: They did live in Austria Sometimes I confuse the two And then they came to Vermont
0: Okay Guys, guys, listeners
1: Listeners, guess what Guess what, guess what Sound of music is romance And there's a trope She's the nanny Uh oh What do you get when you take a feisty nanny And you put her in a room with a handsome captain Love, that's what you get
0: feisty fraulein. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She'll blow your whistle. Whoa. <laughs> she literally did.
0: Yes. So much whistleblowing and sound of music. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to talk about the sexual undertones of sound of music
1: it, because right we're kind of, bat,
0: because we're right. of. She
1: blew his whistle in like the first 20 minutes.
0: You know what? <laughs> and then
1: it's a foreshadow. Uh,
0: and then the innuendo list was over because that's about it in that movie.
1: Uh, 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 that is not true at all. Remember when she was all wet and he was all, like, hot and bothered about it?
0: Can we talk about Ravishing the Heiress? Yes. Okay. Here, readers, listen to this. Millicent understands the terms of her arranged marriage all too well. She gets to be a countess by marrying an impoverished earl.
1: Oh, man.
0: And in return, the earl Fitzhugh receives the benefit of her vast wealth, saving his family from bankruptcy. Because of her youth, they've agreed to wait eight years before consummating the marriage and then only to beget an heir. Now, when I read this, it makes it sound like she's 10.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: She's not. She's 17. She's 17. Uh, But after they consummate the marriage and beget an heir, after which they will lead separate lives. Exactly.
1: So they first... They don't leave separate lives. They just hang out with each other for eight years. Then the plans to have sex, get a baby, and then they won't see each other anymore.
0: Guys, this is a book about uh, a marriage of convenience. Yes. That turns into a marriage of passion.
1: It's very much like the boyfriend-girlfriend. Oh, I'll be your boyfriend because we'll pretend.
0: Yes. They have to do a lot of pretending to... uh, To the watchful eyes of society, so to speak.
1: I mean, it's kind of like that. But at the same time, it's sort of just like a marriage of convenience. It happens all the time. And since they're thrown together, just like in those pretend ones, just being around each other makes them, you know, realize that the other one has positive qualities that they like.
0: Yeah, it did feel like it did feel like um, one of the pretend scenarios. Right,
1: kind of, yeah, right. It,
0: it did feel like that, but, but, reading the book, author Sherry Thomas, very, deftly, allows us to get inside the mind of each character, of of each of these um, two characters. We have Millicent, and, Fitzhugh. Yes, or Fritz. Or Fritz.
1: Is it Fritz or Fitz? Fitz F I T Z Fitz. Fitz.
0: Yeah. So uh, she allows us to kind of uh, get inside their inner dialogue, you know, what they're feeling. And
1: Fitz is an idiot.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad you said that. Because he kind of is.
1: He's just a dum-dum. Millie, here's the big problem. Millie, and you learn this in the first sentence, Millie falls in love with Fitz the moment she sees him. She does. He is in love with someone else who's beautiful... And they've known each other for since her childhood. And he can't believe his dad's forcing him to marry this mousy little twerp uh, who doesn't even want to have sex with him.
0: But in Fitz's defense, he's never mean to her or d- like never. dismissive. No, he's, he's fine. He's just saying, look, I don't want to do this and you, you don't want to do this. this, right? And she's...
1: She's like, no, I love somebody anyway. Yeah,
0: I, I totally have a boyfriend. I
1: totally have a boyfriend he's, in Canada.
0: Yeah, he's... <laughs> He's in Canada hunting bears. I met him at camp. And mining gold. And he'll be back one day. Yeah. So. That's not true. None of that's true. None of that's true. So
1: Fitz and Millie don't want to be married to each other. Oh, so Millie kind of wants to be married to Fitz. She's mortified by it. She'd rather have had him fallen in love with her instead of being forced to marry her. So you can see how uncomfortable that can be. True. Right? Like. Oh, I don't really want to be in this situation. I love this person because he's just so nice and beautiful.
0: Yeah. And he I, loves somebody else. You may be asking yourself, why would this young woman go along with this? Well, we have family pressures. Lots of family lots
1: pressures. Lots of family she pressures. She not really have a choice.
0: To get married. Yes, but why would she go along with this whole marriage of convenience thing? Well, I think that she was kind of shoehorned into it because she was supposed to marry... The, Earl, the elder Earl yeah, Fitzhugh. Yeah, she's probably his dad. But the who's guy. It was his uncle. Oh, his
1: uncle? Yeah. Some, oh, and he was gross.
0: Or a cousin. It wasn't his dad. It
1: wasn't his dad. It was some gross guy. He was some
0: older guy that keeled Letchers. over and up and died. And then we have the good looking Earl Fitzhugh Beautiful. step in instead. Although.
1: Adonis like.
0: I guess. I never really thought of him as Adonis like. What? I don't you know I was I had a hard time trying to figure out what he was about.
1: I know. Right. Yeah, I he's a little that. of a
0: he's a little of a blank slate. He's he's hung up on he's hung up on some other woman who he had a, a crush on.
1: No, not a crush. I mean they were going to get married. They known each other their whole lives. They loved each other. She was a huge part of the family. She like spent mm. all their time with his sisters and then she, then they were Ripped apart by fate.
0: So that's abruptly broken off. And you do feel bad.
1: For everybody, really. For
0: everybody involved. Yeah. And you, you know, the, there must have been situations like this that happened all the time during this time period. You feel for Fitz, who's hung up on someone that he's currently in love with. Millie is happy to get married to Fitz.
1: Well, she's not. It's untenable, kind of. She's not super happy. Well, she, she doesn't mind marrying him because she loves him.
0: I feel like, yeah, well, there's that. I've, you know, she's smitten with him, and the whole prospect is exciting, and I think she's kind of caught up in this. Then it becomes just all of a sudden terribly disappointing yeah. because the whole life is set up to be a facade, you know? Yes. That they're going to have their own lives, and he's not going to be concerned with what she does with her time. And she's, she's not concerned with him. Not going to be concerned with and him. He's
1: going to go out carousing he do what he goes and
0: visits his mistress every night. I, I don't
1: know. Yeah, not the not Isabella who he loved, but a no, different yeah. lady. This some widow,
0: some widow milf down the multiple road. Multiple widows. Isn't that who it is?
1: But it's more than one. Over the years, over is those it? eight years. Oh yeah, that one that got mad at them at the ball. That was just one of many. Over Mm. the years. Mm. Meanwhile, Millie's just at home twiddling her thumbs.
0: She is. And so you may be asking yourself, readers, okay, well, this sounds horrible. Why would I want to read this book?
1: It's so sweet.
0: It is sweet. Why don't you you get into it for us?
1: Well, here's the thing. I think you said before, um, when we were talking about it just off scene, it's very repressed. Everyone has to hold their feelings in check. What that does is, They have to do other things instead of like have their feelings. And so they build a whole life together. They redo the home. They build a business together. They have all these memories that they end up because Millie is supportive of his sisters, which he finds very lovely and endearing, and his family in general. And so she's just around. Like they'll call on her for help and she goes and helps them. And so they've build up this whole foundation together, which is very sweet. Kind of boring at the beginning in the middle, like until the middle.
0: Well, I was, I was a little bored with it, but I'm going to tell you listeners, if you're going to read this book, you want to be in it for the long game.
1: It's not a candy book.
0: It's not, you know, and it's not, and it's not overly wrought. No. You know, it's not overwrought.
1: Sherry Thomas's least overwrought, most of her books are filled with rot. Filled I love it, rot. I love them. This one has a sweet rot to it.
0: Sweet rot.
1: <laughs> Not that kind of rot, rot with a W.
0: Yes, it doesn't, it doesn't go in the trajectory you might think where, let me just lay out what I, what I was thinking about with that phrase. They meet, they flirt, they fall in love, they have an obstacle to overcome, they overcome it, they get married, H-A-E, happily ever after in this you kind of have it out of order where they and for those of you who may be married or have been in a long-term relationship with someone you end up building a life together and so what happens is it really started to get going for me the book not necessarily when their passion and their love was was consummated consummated or revealed Mm-hmm. It was when they started to work on the the mansion together. They're restoring the house together, and then the business. So Millie's family business, a little bit in the dumps. She has a lot of great ideas, particularly in uh, the marketing department.
1: But no one will let her do it. But no one she's will let woman. her do
0: it. So they get Fitz to be. They on, trick. They trick the board into making him chair of the board, so to speak. Yeah. And. And they turn the business around. So then you have them planning, and they're, you know, they're they're doing activities, and they're they're planning things, and they're building something together. So it reminds you. It reminded me of married life.
1: Yeah, that's why I, this is one of my favorite books. And,
0: and it's not necessarily married life, listeners, but it's a life together with someone. Yeah, someone that you love, and you build things, you know, outside of. Physical intimacy.
1: Exactly. They didn't have physical intimacy, but they were very intimate because they did all these things together. True. It's like my sister when she said, You can't build a life, you can't build a relationship with someone just by having them over the dinner all the time. You have to do something with them, you have to create and build something with them, you have to achieve something with them. And that's where you get the connection. That's why I like it because you see this life that they build together and you have such a strong payoff. You see such a deep connection. And so many of the romance novels, they have such a superficial connection in reality if you look at it. They're just hot for each other. They've overcome some obstacle, but they've really often have only known each other a small amount of time. I mean, some of them, people, one of them we read, they've, they've known each other for longer. A couple we read. But it's superficial knowledge. A lot of the time, you know, and this one's a deep, really deep understanding. They see each other. They see each other at their worst and they still are able to work together and build something together.
0: In this book, there's a lot of angst.
1: Yes. That's why I like this book. I'm a fan of angst as long as it's not too much that this book is very angsty because poor Millie just pines after her beautiful husband all the time. <laughs> beautiful, nice, kind.
0: Yes. and Hardworking husband. By pining pine we mean that she's just waiting for him
1: to maybe love her
0: yeah and you can see you know she's kind of counting the steps to making it happen at times you know she's like well oh he did this thing so that means maybe he'll love me and he'll did this thing that means maybe he'll love me he
1: gave me this present he gave me that and it's very thoughtful i guess maybe that means he loves me yeah and we just had super hot sex so does that mean he loves me Oh, we did it again. Does that mean he loves me?
0: (laughs) So, how many hearts hearts would you give this book?
1: Well, I would give this book four and a half hearts. And the only reason it doesn't get a five is because there's that part in the middle beginning that was a little draggy for me. And every time I read it again, I skip over it because it drags. And... I'm just not interested in that part. Because you
0: keep skipping, I don't think you can tell us what the part is.
1: I know what part it is. It's when they like go on their honeymoon trip. It's kind of long, quote unquote honeymoon. They go to a cabin (laughs) in the woods
0: and cry. Yes. Yes. I remember (laughs) this. I remember this.
1: You know, so it's a little bit much for me. Uh, It seemed, for me, it just went on a lot. There's this whole section about Alice. Uh Uh-oh. Coincidence. Alice the Mouse, that I think was a little too long. But it doesn't matter. Like, I loved everything else. I love Sherry Thomas's writing.
0: So, yeah, Sherry Thomas's writing, I thought it was very good.
1: She's one of my favorite romantic scenes writers.
0: Yeah, her her language has a certain elegance to it.
1: Yeah. So what would you rate it?
0: I'm going to rate this book a four. Oh, four. Yes. I give this book a four. When I was reading it, it wasn't following the kind of uh, pattern that the rest of the books that we had reviewed to this point were following so i had a hard to- harder time getting into it yeah right there wasn't there wasn't any like real cuteness happening yeah you know there was a lot of angst there was a lot of repressed emotion
1: maybe it's because you haven't sat around pining after somebody for years i really related to that part cuz i certainly didn't always i've certainly ha- had crushes that i you know, loved from afar for a long time, sometimes years, the way Millie loved Fritz.
0: Yeah, I, I understand. I, I, I feel like I understand where Sherry Thomas was coming from with that point of part of Millie's character. Uh, and I understand the context of the society they lived in because they live in England in the late 1890s.
1: Yeah, it's super repressive. So...
0: It was a little bit more liberated for women than it was in some of the other uh, books that we have read that take place in medieval times or, I don't know, whatever Regency. This is Victorian. Regency.
1: And so Victorian is kind of more, actually a little more repressive in reality than Regency. But, you know, the women and I mean, Millie had a lot of freedoms.
0: As we said before, it does hop back and forth in time like a Quentin Tarantino movie. And... At the time, that confused me because the name of the chapter was typically the year, and I wasn't always straight on what the year was. So I had to read the chapter for a little while to figure out if this is the beginning, the current, or the past. Yeah. So.
1: But the book really picks up in the middle.
0: Well, that it does pick up, but other the other thing is, I see what Sherry Thomas was doing is she was giving us a a, a, a through the looking glass like. A retrospective back over the life that they had built yeah so when you come to the end of it the end of the book is not the beginning of their marriage no the end of the book is the beginning of their romance yeah their marriage has been happening this entire book yeah and you get to be witness to some of the key moments to it
1: exactly so
0: that has a certain romance to it
1: I know it's a different way of having romance yeah which is why I really love that book this is a pretty common theme in Sherry Thomas's books. There's usually people who have been married or together for a long time. You find out how it all fell apart or where the crack happened, and then then building it back up again. But this is still different in that they have a nice, a really nice, solid marriage, and they just need Fritz to figure it out that he actually really loves his wife.
0: He does have to figure it out because he's
1: boneheaded.
0: He's so like. He's so melancholy, lost in what could have been. Yeah, and then not giving anything away, but he meets his old flame again. Yeah, and has an opportunity to has an opportunity to rekindle this and, and leave Millie and then start this relationship with her, and he's all for it, and she's all for it. Not Millie. Yeah, Millie.
1: But- no, Millie's not for it in reality, in her head, but. In like in the book, when she's talking to him, she's saying, "Yes, your old, you know, flame is in town. Are you going to go visit her?" She's trying; she can't stand the idea that he didn't really love her when they got married. Yeah, and she, her pride, she has too much pride to show any emotion about it, which is where that whole thing you were talking about with the repression.
0: So even so, Fitz has his plans with his old flame, and she's all for it, and then. Millie is like okay fine go ahead and do that and then at that point I was like well this is just gonna end badly for everyone
1: (laughs) that reminds me
0: because I felt bad for his ex
1: Uh, and him because
0: she's getting sucked into this thing yeah (laughs) right because she's got the same optimistic like time warp hopes but then you realize readers you realize you can't go back again.
1: No, you can't, especially not if you filled like built a very strong foundation with your wife.
0: Right? There's no flux capacitor in your stagecoach, yeah. and you can't go back. That's right. And do it again. It's
1: that whole idea of the one that got away. Once you've built a life with somebody else, it actually like you may think that it's gonna happen, but it just like the reality is is that if you've built a life with someone then it's just probably not going to work out, man.
0: Wise words.
1: I know, right? <laughs> oh, Sherry Thomas alights on this idea of cheating or faithfulness and what that means. And the people in her books don't necessarily ever cheat, but it still gives you that sort of zing of the feeling of it. Like Fritz is uh, – okay, I cannot stop calling him Fritz. I don't know what my problem is. Fritz is going off and seeing Isabella after having breakfast with his wife. You know what I mean? After making plans to do things with his wife. And this sort of thing is a theme that happens in a lot of her books. Not all of them, but a number of them. Of this sort of like faith, you know, faithlessness and what it means to have a bond with somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, which brings me to Hearts.
0: Hearts. This is about our couple. This is our couple rating. How do we rate them? As a couple.
1: I'm going to give them five hearts and plus.
0: Five plus. This is the highest rating you've given a book that we've read yet and a couple that we've read yet. Is it not?
1: I mean, I've given other ones five, but I really love these guys. I really love the life they build together. I really love their passion for each other when they finally get together. I just feel, you know, I really see how they worked I mean, you regularly don't see how people actually have to work to make some relationship work. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's often just fighting and misunderstandings and angst and not getting things and then finally realizing you love each other and, oh, now we're happy. Oh, but this thing's in our way. But this is like, oh, man, we really have to figure out how to get our business back. We really have to figure out how to fix this house that's falling down around us.
0: Yeah, Sherry Thomas did a great job of exemplifying the growth of their relationship through the physical world around them. Right. Through, through their business, through the grounds and their their estate that they were Cuz by the up. end of
1: it, their house is beautiful. They have planted this lavender everywhere. It's just absolutely gorgeous. They
0: tore off
1: and it's a symbol of their marriage. They right. tore off
0: They Partly tore off didn't work a anymore. wing that wasn't working
1: and they built a new.
0: Very telling. So it's very symbolic. That being said, what was my rating? My rating for the couple was four.
1: Is it because Fritz is dummy? It's
0: because Fritz is an emotionally stunted man child (laughs) who can't see what's good right in front of him.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating. But don't you feel that same kind of frustration in real life when you see people not be able to work out their relationships and one person, if they just paid attention or pulled it together?
0: Well, it, it seems easy to say that, you know, you know somebody and you're like, oh, if that person would just get their shit together, their life would be so much better if they just did what I said. I know. But I'm not. Yeah. It, it never works that way.
1: I know because. <laughs> Cause one Cause people of don't
0: goddamn listen.
1: <laughs> if only they'd listen to us. Right. They don't even ask.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that being said, listeners, if you want to ask us about your relationship woes, don't.
1: We don't know. We haven't we haven't gone to school for this. <laughs> We'd probably tell you something horrible. Right? Yeah. So I can understand why you'd give it a four. I can't do that. I just told them uh, too close to my heart.
0: There was just so much he was holding on to that I was frustrated that I'm like, this is never going to happen, bro.
1: I know, but then you see the fact that he's given her all these presents and he took her on that hot air balloon ride and he dances with her despite what, you know, more than once despite what the Ton expects out of people.
0: Yes, so he, he's very kind. He's never unkind. He's very caring. He's, ne- he's kind, he's caring. He's never unkind to Millie. Never. And he wants her to have the best things.
1: He's just a dum-dum He about just it. doesn't
0: give her the one thing that she wants.
1: He thinks that she's in love with somebody else and never loved her. And well, he never really thought of her that way. Not until he, he saw her without think, her clothes on.
0: He didn't think that Millie was a liar.
1: <laughs> I know, she did lie to him. I totally have a boyfriend. So then they consummate their marriage.
0: And this was the big thing, right? Because they didn't they set a date?
1: They set a date.
0: Earlier in the book, they're like, well, in six months from now, I'm going to bed you.
1: And she's like, all right.
0: I'll prepare myself.
1: She's like, I've loved him for eight years, and I'm not going to show any emotion when he has sex with me. I'm just going to lie there like a rock and take it.
0: (laughs) Well, that's not what happened.
1: I know. That's why I really enjoy Cherry Thomas's romantic scenes. I think she writes them very well.
0: Yeah, I do think it was written well. But this brings us to our third category, how many flames... Do we give this? How... I give it
1: I give it a five.
0: It was hot and passionate.
1: I just like the way she writes it. It builds up. There's the angst. There's the, you know, there's the, am I going to show any emotion? And then all of a sudden the floodgates go and then they just go for it. Yeah. There's none of this. Oh, I'm going to tease you and we're going to take it slow. And it's going to be, I'm going to tickle your your knees right now. Oh, f- the just, foot
0: rubbing or something. Or whatever.
1: They just go, they dive into it
0: in the dark.
1: I know, but then she eventually gets to the point where she can have the lights on.
0: But th- but the whole but I remember the tension in that scene. Yeah. But it was it was completely in the dark. Yes. And Fun times. Yeah, why well, not?
1: Then they have some obstacles they have to overcome and things like that. But I really like the end. Too. I feel I feel like if I could have changed anything, I would have made the second half of the book longer gotten into there's a part where Millie runs away and Fitz can't find her, and I would have liked more of that and a little bit less of the mouse.
0: Oh, the mouse (laughs) readers, we're not even going to get into the mouse. (laughs) We it's symbolism for for what is versus what was, yes, for something that was living and now it is dead. Yes, moving on, moving on. I think that for me, the flames of this aren't a five. All right. Right. Um because frankly There's not it's, enough of it. I'm I'm comparing it I'm comparing it to the other books that we read and there's not enough of it for me. Yes. You know?
1: I don't need a whole lot of it for it to be a five. I just need it to be well written. Right. And have a lot of passion, like actual passion that I can feel. Understood. Emotional emotional connection.
0: I wanted less emotional connection and more genital connection (laughs) and there was I'm gonna give it a four
1: (laughs) I figured out what kind of romance reader you are you don't like things to drag you know you read our first book there was nothing really dragged in our first book right there was no slow parts to the book they liked each other they were into each other they started having sexual encounters with each other fairly quickly they did it pretty well paced throughout the book. There's a lot of action, a lot of surprises, good writing. Um, but you are it doesn't seem to me like you are the kind of person who likes to read romance for a deeper story.
0: Well, you're probably right. <laughs> but... I think i've figured out what kind of romance reader you are
1: what kind of romance reader am i
0: okay i think you're the kind of romance reader who likes a story that has the longing yeah and the tension yeah and the build-up and the suspense of will the love be requited
1: yeah i know right definitely
0: and when it happens Then all in the world is right because all of those, all of the struggles and all the wrongs that were committed somehow become right in the name of, of harmonious love. Yeah, it's great. And sexual boinking.
1: Good sexual boinking.
0: That's what kind of reader I think you are. And this is one of the things we've learned about each other in this podcast.
1: I know. Isn't this great?
0: Isn't it great, listeners? (laughs) You're supposed to say something. If you want to say something, you can. Romance that at gmail.com or find us on social media. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. For now, this is the end of season one. We might tag some more on, but it depends on the kind of response. But
1: season two will be later this year in the fall. I would like to throw in some paranormal and some things that are Halloween related. We do
0: something with spaceships.
1: We could have some space romance
0: or time travel. we could- That's not Outlander. can we have some back to the future fan fiction
1: (laughs) we could try to have back to the future
0: also also listeners if you have an idea for second season tell us yeah tell us let us know any books any genres any specific titles you want us to review
1: so until then listeners thank you for listening this has been a fun new adventure
0: we hope it's been a fun new adventure for you
1: it's been a fun new adventure for us romance books are extremely enjoyable and fun to talk about and we love sharing them with the world they and are. and each other
0: they are enjoyable you know i took a break from reading things that were basically horror yeah. or science fiction i spent the year reading romance novels it was fun it yeah. was fun the yeah. books didn't give me nightmares they exactly. didn't keep me up at night exactly i think they kind of lifted uh, my spirits
1: And that's why if you're feeling down, feeling blue, stick some romance in that.
0: With Alice and Matt. So long. So long. Bye-bye.